the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Well, if you're like me, you like having your expectations exceeded. It doesn't happen often in life, but when it happens, it is a pleasant surprise. And when it happens in politics with the Democrats controlling most of the levers of power, it is uh, a shock, not just a surprise. I had my expectations exceeded yesterday, and we will discuss it at the top of a Thursday edition of the Bruce Hooley Show today on 9890 Answer. Glad to have you with us. We will be joined by Matt Mayer, OpportunityOhio.org and OhioMatt.com at 12.05 today. I'm sure we'll discuss the uh, no longer valid Hunter Biden plea deal. Hunter Biden yesterday went to court, and I expected a rubber stamp. I expected a Delaware judge. The Bidens are royalty in Delaware. I expected the judge to rubber stamp the sweetheart plea deal that pretty much ignored gun crimes that would get anybody else imprisoned for years and to rubber stamp the misdemeanor tax violations that are not even remotely close to what Hunter Biden actually did nor what he should be punished for. But again, my expectations were exceeded. And all along throughout this process, I have wondered How could this worm possibly turn? How could what is becoming glaringly obvious? How could the Biden corruption machine, the Biden crime family, the Biden syndicate, the Biden uh, Center for Laundering Money through 20 shell corporations, how could the worm turn in that situation? Uh, What would cause the people who know, the people the Bidens trusted or we're in business with, what could cause them to have a moment where they said, you know what, this is wrong, i got to tell the truth. Or I've got to stand up and push back against where everyone wants me to go, which is to look the other way at the Biden crimes, the Biden wealth, the emails, the phone calls, the phone messages, the hard-to-explain Hunter trip to China on Air Force Two, the even harder to believe repeated assertions by Joe that he never discussed, not a single word, not a single with his brother, his sister, his. What could cause all of that to shift? And what I finally landed on was what I think blew this deal up yesterday and may. And I actually do predict it will blow up the Biden presidency. And that is people are partisan. People are ideologues. And that's fine. I'm a partisan conservative. I'm an ideologue on protecting life and other things. But when what you have to do to serve those you want to serve imperils your own freedom or integrity. Well, that's when you might have to draw the line and say, sorry, I've gone this far, but I can't go any farther. It appears that's what happened with the judge yesterday. 
The judge could have rubber-stamped the agreement, but the judge got uncomfortable with the constitutionality of absolving Hunter Biden of all future crimes based upon this plea agreement when that wasn't in writing. She had to ask a question about, so does this mean this is over, or does this mean there might be other charges? And, well, that's an uncomfortable moment in the proceedings because that showed us that while all this was labeled a plea agreement, they really didn't have an agreement because the government lawyers had to stand up and say what is lawful because it's really a bad look if you're a government lawyer and you stand up and go, yeah, this covers him for anything five, seven, eight years ago. He's good. We can't prosecute him for anything. Huh? What? No attorney wanted to take that position. So he said, uh, well, no, we're still investigating. And then Hunter Biden's lawyer, who's sworn to do the very best thing that he can for Hunter Biden. Otherwise, he might get disbarred. <laughs> he stands up and he's like, whoa, wait a second. Uh-uh. No, my guy, we're clear, right? I've even played that cut for you on the air a couple of weeks ago when this thing first happened. Uh, my understanding, he was on MSNBC. You wouldn't expect him to be anywhere else, would you, Hunter Biden's lawyer? Ah, this is over now. And this is the problem when the government tries to straddle this very uncomfortable fence. The investigation is over. We have a plea agreement. Hunter Biden is pleading to charges, so it's over. But wait, it's not really over because we don't want to go testify before Congress, which can make us come and testify if it's over. So we're going to say it's still going. So is it still going or is it over? Yes. No, that's not an answer the judge could accept. And so when the government attorney said, no, it's uh, still going, we might uh, charge him later on with being an unregistered foreign agent. You know, the charges that they threw at Michael Flynn and they threw at Paul Manafort and they threw at Roger Stone. Probably a coincidence all three of those guys are Trump guys. Uh, But anyway, Hunter Biden, having been on the board of a Ukrainian energy company and having not registered as a foreign agent would seem to be, no matter how hard Merrick Garland and David Weiss and everybody else in the Department of Justice and the FBI work to keep Hunter Biden insulated from FARA violations, that's going to be a pretty, pretty hard hill to climb. And that's what the judge wanted to know. Does this keep you from filing charges against Hunter Biden? As an unregistered foreign agent, prosecutor said, no, it doesn't. Hunter Biden's attorney, wait, yes, it does. Oh, well, look, if you guys are here for a plea agreement and you don't agree, maybe you should work this out while we take a recess. And they tried to work it out and they couldn't work it out because there is no way to work that out. Hunter Biden was an unregistered foreign agent. And while a lot of people will portray this as his plea deal falling apart, what you know from that question the judge asked is that this was really a plea agreement to protect Joe Biden. See, the Democrats keep saying, oh, why do you want to investigate Hunter Biden? I mean, he's a private citizen. Corinne Jean-Pierre said that yesterday. Hunter Biden is a private citizen. It's right here in my binder, so it must be true. 
Well, he is a private citizen, but his dad's the president of the United States. And if you can prosecute Hunter Biden for being an unregistered foreign agent, the things that you will discover in the prosecution of him as an unregistered foreign agent will lead directly to his father. And that's a big problem for the Democratic Party and for the Biden family. So there are ways they can wiggle out of it, but none of them are as desirable as the way they hoped to wiggle out of it yesterday. If yesterday's plea agreement had gone off as planned, had the government not been asked in open court, are you going to go after Hunter on FARA violations? They could have done with those obvious violations what they've done with his obvious tax violations, which is ignore it. But then the judge had to ask that question on the record. I don't know if she was even knew what she was really getting at there, other than she was in CYA mode, because, you know, I'm sure there are certain things that judges have to ask when it comes to plea agreements. She was covering her own hindquarters, and now the whole thing fell apart. And it is glorious, because how might this proceed now? Well, the best example that I can, the best uh, idea that I can throw out there, if I'm a Democratic operative, which, you know, kind of makes me get real sick to my stomach to try to even envision myself in that role is now Merrick Garland could say, okay, well, we need a special counsel. We, we're not going to investigate Hunter Biden. He's pleaded not guilty. He's the president's son. We clearly can't investigate him ourselves. So we're going to appoint a special counsel. Now Merrick Garland have a hard time answering what took you so long. This is very obviously something they should have done a long time ago. But, Had they done it a long time ago, they wouldn't have the benefit of what they have now if they appoint a special counsel. And what they have now is the upcoming 2024 presidential election. It's close enough that a special counsel can plausibly position, we don't have any any charges to file yet, but we're still investigating. We're looking into everything. Oh, we're looking, looking, look. We're looking everywhere. We're looking so meticulously that we won't be able to conclude our investigation in advance of the 2024 presidential election. That's an option the Democrats have. They can continue stalling with a special counsel. The other option that they have, it's foolproof for Hunter, not so much for Joe, is Joe Biden could pardon his son. He could just flat out pardon his son. He could, you know. You say, well, he wouldn't do that. He'd bear all kinds of electoral consequences for that. Uh, Not if he's not running for election. Not if he doesn't run. Now, this solves the Democratic Party problem because they don't want him to run. They'd love to find a way to get him off the ticket. But it would create a couple other problems for the Democratic Party. And we will discuss what those problems are next on The Bruce Willis Show. So as this Hunter Biden plea deal fell apart because uh, their plea agreement was no agreement, uh, I started to think, all right, they've moved heaven and earth to try to protect this degenerate from being held accountable for his crimes. And they're only doing that. Make no mistake. They're only doing that to protect his doddering father. And they're only doing that 
to protect the presidency and the fact that when you are the incumbent president, you have a tremendous edge in the next presidential election. I don't know if they have that edge as much as is sometimes true, because it's pretty obvious the first two-plus years of the Biden administration have been a miserable failure. The Fed raised interest rates again yesterday. That raises the benchmark interest rate a quarter of a point to its highest level in 22 years. 22 years. That's not good. Mortgage rates go up. It slows down the economic growth. We actually had decent economic growth numbers in the last quarter. Not 3%, but it was, you know, in 2 plus percent. But making money more expensive to get, to invest in businesses, things like that. It's a push-pull situation. You got to raise interest rates to get inflation under control. Oh, did I mention inflation? The highest in 40 years. That's due to Joe Biden's policies. So Biden has failed. He's failed on the border. He failed in Afghanistan. He's failed in domestic energy production. He's failed on the economy. He's failed on everything. He's failed, most of all, in integrity and honesty. He is at odds, as is his party, with the way people view cultural issues. People do not want their kids sexualized in kindergarten and in grade school. Kids do not want the transgender ideology crammed down their throat by allowing biological boys to play girl sports because the boys pretend they're girls or are under the delusion that they're girls. So he does not have the muscle behind him that a typical incumbent president has, but he has the good fortune of running against a very polarizing Republican candidate in Donald Trump if, in fact, Trump holds on to the lead that he has, the mammoth lead that he has in the polls. So the Democrats are protecting Joe Biden because they want to protect the power that they have, and the presidency has incredible power behind it, even with a doddering old lying fool like Joe Biden. So that's why they're working so hard to protect Hunter Biden, but now they had, you know, one escape route from this whole ugly matter, imperiling their access to the presidency, cut off yesterday. So what do they do next? Okay, I said Joe could pardon Hunter. He's the president. He can do that. But he couldn't run for re-election if he pardoned Hunter. <laughs> you think his approval ratings are low now? Ugh. Uh, check out what happened to Gerald Ford after he pardoned Richard Nixon. Did he win the 1976 presidential election? No, he did not. It was probably unfortunate because it gave us Jimmy Carter, which gave us the highest inflation until now. One of the worst presidencies in U.S. history. But at least Carter was trying. I voted for Carter. Sorry. I did because I thought he was a good Christian man who would do his best. And maybe I was, you know, I just thought I was dumb. I was young. I was 16 years old, 18 years old, whatever it was. But Biden is different. Biden is not just incompetent because Carter was incompetent. Biden is incompetent and he is highly, highly partisan. He is a guy who will do or say anything in order to be popular. Oh, he was he was hard on crime Joe back when it was advantageous to be hard on crime Joe. Now he's pro-dudes in girls' locker rooms because, is that what I have to say in order to get reelected? Yes. Okay, so what can he do now? What can the Democrats do now? He could pardon Hunter and then he could resign. He's not going to resign. He's got too big of an ego to resign. But he could say, I'm going to serve out my term. I don't come out of my basement very often. Anyway, the mainstream media is in my back pocket. They're not going to ask me any questions about pardoning my son. 
and I'll just ignore the shouted questions at me. That's probably the best option that they have. But does it solve the Democrats' problem in terms of getting a Democratic candidate elected in 2024? I don't know, because if he doesn't run again, you still have the Kamala problem. Kamala's going to think, well, hey, (laughs) door's wide open for me now. I'm the front. No, Kamala. That would definitely usher Gavin Newsom into the race, maybe J.B. Pritzker into the race, the Illinois governor, maybe Gretchen Whitmer into the race. And the Democrats could say, well, you know, Kamala, uh, uh, we'd love to have you be the candidate, but we'd just like to see you, you know, prove your appeal in a primary process. I could see that. I could see that. They don't really have a good fallback candidate. Unless, of course, Michelle Obama decides to get in. I don't think Michelle Obama will get in because the problem with running for president is you actually might win and you might actually have to be president. Uh, there was a situation that happened here in Columbus, I don't know, what, 20, 30 years ago? James Douglas. Everybody remember James Douglas? James Buster Douglas? James Buster Douglas won the heavyweight championship of the world and one of the greatest upsets of all time. He beat Mike Tyson in Tokyo, Japan, and James Buster Douglas became heavyweight champion of the world. But the problem with becoming heavyweight champion of the world was everybody expected James Douglas then to actually do the things that the heavyweight champion of the world had to do to be the heavyweight championship champion of the world. And Buster liked the trappings of being heavyweight champion of the world, but he didn't like the discipline necessary to stay heavyweight champion of the world. So when he came out for his first defense against Evander Holyfield, he had been eating lots and lots of donuts, and he had been enjoying life, and he got knocked out. And so is that something that the Democrats are prepared to deal with? Because, as I've said before, if you run Gavin Newsom for president, all we're going to do is show endless footage from L.A. and San Francisco and the homeless camps and the defecating and the drug use in the state that Gavin Newsom runs. And we might remind people that he had to run for a recall election against Larry Elder in his own state. (laughs) So probably not a great fallback candidate, but better than Kamala Harris. So the Democrats don't really have a great option with a pardon for Hunter Biden, either with Joe trying to run through the fog from that or with a fallback candidate. I really think their best option at this point in time is a special counsel. But a special counsel appointed by Merrick Garland? You think that special counsel is going to, well, he's going to get to the bottom of everything? No, not at all. This is why when Kevin McCarthy floated the idea the other day of an impeachment inquiry, this is why it bothered the Democrats so much. Because an impeachment inquiry is basically a House-led investigation. They can do their own parallel investigation. That would be a nightmare for Democrats, which of course means put me down for that. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. 
the explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.